Hey, Dunker Punks, Dana Cassell, one of your hosts here, and I'm excited to bring you this episode from Kiana and Laura talking about uh, Laura's experience this year and Kiana's experience last year on the Youth Peace Travel Team. So as you listen to Jacob and our little intro, I invite you to think a little bit about the ways that you advocate for peace. So did you come up with some of those ways that you are an advocate for peace in your daily life? Or maybe you've been on big work camps or mission trips or been a part of special programs. What are the ways that you advocate for peace? In our tradition, there are lots and lots of ways that we advocate together for peace. And this episode of the Dunker Punks podcast is about one of those ways. The first youth peace travel team was formed in the summer of 1991. And it's been going on every summer since then. Young people from across the country are chosen and sent out to go to camps and conferences and teach about peace all over the country. I think that's pretty awesome, actually. The Peace Team is connected to a program that's called Ministry Summer Service. And you'll probably hear Kiana and Laura talk about MSS That's what they're referencing, Ministry Summer Service. And it's another way for students to put their faith into action. So as you listen to Laura and Kiana, I invite you to think about maybe MSS or the Youth Peace Travel Team might be a way for you to put your faith into action and to practice advocating for peace. If you're a student looking for meaningful ways to connect your faith and action this summer, you should check out these programs. 
disclaimer, I have the privilege and joy of working with the Ministry Summer Service and Youth Peace Travel Team interns every summer. And the interns are awesome. And I personally think the program is awesome. I'm a little bit biased, though, as you might expect. Hint, if you're thinking about that, applications for both programs are due on January 4th. So here's Kiana and Laura, and I hope you enjoy their reflections on their summers of advocating for peace. Hello, Dunker Punks. My name is Kiana Simonson. I am here today with Laura Hay to talk a little bit about her Peace Team Summer. Um, Some background, I have just finished my internship for On Earth Peace, and I was a member of Youth Peace Travel Team a few years back, and so I'm here today with Laura just to reminisce and giggle a little bit about our summers and also just talk about what it was like to be on the Peace Team. Hi, my name is Laura Hay, and uh, I served as the Youth Peace Advocate this summer. Currently, I'm going to Fresno City College in Fresno, California, and I am a junior there, and I am currently in two theater productions, because I'm a theater major. So one is She Kills Monsters, and the other is Miss Bennett's Christmas. Cool. Tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey about how you originally connected to being brethren and how that all sort of led to Peace Team. So I grew up all my life in Modesto, California, where they have a Peace Life Center, and my parents were very involved in that. And so I grew up going to like Song Circle, and I actually went to the um, camp for the Church of the Brethren before I was even brethren because uh, the Peace Life Center used that camp going to peace camp every year. And so when I was about probably 12, I started going to the Church of the Brethren. And I think I originally connected with the Church of the Brethren because they're very active and I hadn't seen that in a church before. I had been in, you know, a church that was kind of like, come on Sundays and that's good enough for us. Um, And I liked the fact that we were actually going out and doing things. Nice. That camp uh, you went to before, is that Camp Peaceful Pines? Yeah. So Laura and I actually grew up in the same church, so we are both from Modesto. Um, What made you want to apply for a peace team? I had had a bit of experience with them before. So I first, I think, was exposed to them at National Youth Conference in 2014. Which which we went on together. Yes, exactly. We actually roomed together and mm-hmm. then roomed together again. This kind of crazy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Youth Peace Travel Team came to Camp Peaceful Pines in 2015, so I saw them there. And then Kiana, who I knew, you, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> were on the 2016 team, so it was just kind of like team after team I had like exposure to, and so I knew that in college, I wanted to apply, and it made me really sad when 2017 didn't have a team, and so I was really hoping, because it was a national youth conference year, that like a bunch of people would apply, so I applied this year. Would you say the application process is difficult? Absolutely not, no. No, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> easy. Yeah, uh, um, but I had kind of done the same sort of application for um, MSS, which mm-hmm. is the Ministry Summer Service, which I did in 2017, so... So how did you feel when you found out that you would be the only person on the Youth Peace Travel Team this year? Uh, I was scared. 
scared. I mean, it seems weird to like go from a team of four to one person. And I was kind of afraid that it was going to be too much for me. But, you know, just traveling around, brethren are brethren everywhere. And they kind of accepted me as family and just helped me along. So I didn't ever feel like alone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's really nice. I can't imagine finding out you would be the only one because I was scared when I found out it was going to be four of us. Yeah. Uh, But that's really cool. It's crazy that we've both had such different experiences. Mm -hmm. But I like that phrase that brethren are brethren, like, everywhere you go. So what sort of activities, like, were you leading on a week-to-week basis Um, at camps? I like different games around peace and kind of discussions. I really liked getting everyone in a group and discussing or, like, breaking them up into smaller groups and Mm -hmm. discussing what they feel like peace is. Um, I'm an improv person, and I had an improv troupe up in Oregon where I was going to school for the last two years, and so I did a couple of, like, those games to try to make a safe space for people to be able to talk in, because Mm -hmm. one thing that struck me in the first couple of camps was just how, like, afraid people were of being wrong about what peace was, Mm -hmm. and it made me really sad, so, like, bringing in the improv, I felt helped people know that it was a safe space where they weren't going to be wrong or make mistakes, we were just going to have a discussion about it, Yeah. How did you, how would you say that you brought in the improv? Um, as many of the people, like, yelled at me at, at, at National Youth Conference, Thunder Dome, Thunder yeah. Dome, it was, uh, that was one thing that I, so I was introduced to Thunderdome, which is an improv game, my first, like, week of doing improv, and it was just a game that I absolutely hated, like, it's, it's so scary, but if you have the right person leading it, you can just kind of, it can be a game to show people that they can make mistakes and that, like, everyone's kind of in the same position, mm-hmm. you know, kind of all in the hot seat. So, yeah. Would you say that that was your uh, favorite to lead? I don't know if it was my favorite, but I felt like it really helped set the tone. So, yeah. What would you say was one of your favorite activities to lead? Well, actually, so my mentor, who was on your team, Sarah White, um, Mm -hmm. she helped me with this activity that you guys did, which was the great activity, which, well, I did it kind of differently than you guys did. I um, I changed it around, but it's essentially um, having people use their bodies to vote whether something is peaceful or unjust or, like, chaotic or not peaceful, um, or unjust. And so um, then we would have a discussion around where people are, were standing. And that was probably my favorite thing to lead just because it started such great conversation and you would see people that like generally wouldn't speak up speaking, which was really great um, just to have them talking about their point of view. I think that uh, ended up being one of our favorite activities to lead to, the great activity. Uh, yeah. It did spark a lot of conversation and just even like, growth in us you know you you te- you spend so much time teaching the kids but they really they really teach you a lot of the time too for sure yeah the campers were just so smart did you pre- have a predominant age group or was it all over the board it was really all over the board I would say mostly I had junior hires but I had a lot of like senior hires as well and like one camp was zero to 92 so oh, I, wow. I definitely had it all over the board <laughs> Yeah, intergenerational activities are one of my favorite, I think. What would you say is your funniest story? I guess one of 
I'm not sure it was funny, but I, I just thought it was the cutest thing ever was, and I wrote about it in my blog, was um, in the second week at Camp Stover, there was this, there were these two little girls that were just like obsessed with me just because, you know, mm-hmm. older girl type of thing. Um, and one of them, we were sitting at campfire one night and she turned to me and she was like, ask me what I do with my heart. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. Okay. What do you do with your heart? And she's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think in my body. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. So that's like something that I definitely thought Kids. was super cute. And remember. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. Uh, it's true. Speaking of your blog, where can we find your blog? Uh, it's on the Brethren website. I think you can just search Youth Peace Travel Team blog and it should come up. All right. Um, so you also said that you had done MSS before. Right. So what denominational opportunities are you involved with outside of peace advocacy? Last year, I took a weekend and traveled to uh, Chicago to the national, well, Elgin, Illinois, to the national offices, and I was there over the weekend for that, and that's how I went last year, but it didn't work out this year for me to do that. Um, But last year, yeah, I went to the um, MSS orientation, which usually the UP travel team, I believe, is also Mm -hmm. there. And then I was in Manassas, Virginia for the summer with Chris Bowman and uh, Mandy North. And so, um, yeah, I served their congregation and did a sermon, and it was a wonderful opportunity. Good. And then also, how were your denominational events outside of camps? Like, did you do a work camp? I didn't do work camp, no. Um, I mostly just, it was all camps and then National Youth Conference. National Youth Conference. How was your National Youth Conference experience? It was wonderful. I had found National Youth Conference to be very moving the last time I was there as well. And I just, I, I found that again this time around, even though I wasn't participating youth. But, I mean, you can't go and hear all those speakers and not be moved, I think, you know? Totally. I had a very good time. It was very nice to see you there, too. Yeah, it was wonderful. So that definitely, National Youth Conference was an event totally that kept me really inspired for the summer. I was looking forward to it a ton and then really am still almost riding that high as much as I can. Uh, So what sort of things kept you inspired during this, like, really tiring summer? Well, I'm definitely someone who does best when they're keeping busy, which is, Mm -hmm. like, all of this summer, I think I had, like, one day where I wasn't doing anything, like, traveling or such. Uh, so I think just, like, being with people and especially, like, brethren people just helped me keep uh, in sight what I was there for and why I was was sent to do this. So, uh, What's something that you really learned about yourself this summer? Um, I think the transition from, like, being so scared about the summer to actually doing it just kind of showed me that I'm going to have irrational fears about doing stuff, but I'm I'm more capable of these things than I give myself credit for. Totally. And so I think it was healthy for me to be kind of pushed into this scary situation and then shown that it was going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a scary a scary feeling and you are really pushed to your limits but it it is always fine 
I wrote down that question and I almost laughed. I was like, this is, that's such a summer of learning stuff about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's hard to depict just one. Yeah, true. What have you found yourself taking away from your summer back into sort of your everyday routine? Well, I wish I would take more. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of uh, gotten out of the habit of a lot of things that I did there. But I kept a journal over the summer that kind of kept in perspective of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I kept doing that, and um, I hope to keep doing that because it really it sets your mind on the things that you should be thinking about and not the things that, like, worry you or anything. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else particular that you wanted to share about anything that was particularly touching or? Um, I guess like I would just encourage people to be willing to talk with other people and like be introspective about what they think about peace. Because as I like talked about earlier, it was really sad to me that people were afraid to broach the, the subject and mm-hmm. um, being afraid that they were going to be wrong. And so I would just say if it becomes a more open conversation, um, it's just going to be easier and easier to talk about. And so just practicing that is going to be the best thing. Yeah, totally. We need people in place who aren't afraid to talk about it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially being on peace team or being kind of in a position where you're strongly advocating or working for honor of peace can be sort of a point of contention in the church and... Yeah, it just kind of, I wish it was more of a conversation, you know. And I, I think that's so sad because it, it seems like one of the beliefs that our church is built on, you know, is peace and working together simply and peacefully and together. It's in our motto. And so you'd think it wouldn't be as contested as it is. Yeah. If kids can do it, why can't we do it? Exactly. Yeah, so I also encourage people to apply for Peace Team. Uh, yeah absolutely let's have a full team next year yeah it was definitely one of one of the best summers of my life it was a really good time are you still in contact with any of the people that you met that summer um I follow people on Facebook and like I'll get messages sometimes from people yeah is there anywhere you could see yourself going back to visit I don't know if realistically I could get back to any place because there wasn't, like, anywhere in California that I visited. <laughs> but there are definitely camps that I would love to go back to. Yeah. So hopefully that will happen. <laughs> Forget how far California is. Sometimes. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> so is there any advice you would give to uh, your peers thinking about applying for Youth Peace Travel Team? I guess the advice I needed to hear was just relax. People have got your back. You know, it's true. I think at the end of the summer, our solid advice that we all agreed on was to uh, fart in front of each other as soon (laughs) as possible. Because there was four of us girls, and at the end of the summer, we were like, have you guys been holding in your farts? And everyone was like, totally... Uh, but now those girls are some of my some of my very good friends and I've heard them fart too many times (laughs) yeah that whole summer and this that whole experience for me was surrounded in so much love and laughter and I from hanging out with you and hearing about it I I gather that's what yours was too and that makes me that makes me really happy so thank you for being here today and thank you just for sharing openly yeah thanks to Honor Peace and everybody who sponsors 
the peace team and OMA and all of our lovely camp directors and camp friends and lovers of camps and lovers of peace. (laughs) I had a college roommate who used to tease me relentlessly by calling me a passivist. That's P-A-S-S-I-V-E instead of a pacifist, you know, the other one with a C. And I actually got really annoyed with her because I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make, that they assume that those of us who are committed to peace are really choosing to sit things out or refuse to participate or be silent or passive. But actually, our tradition of pacifism, the one with a C, (laughs) comes with a really deep thread of action. Peace requires commitment and training and formation and doing stuff. The psalmist instructs us to seek peace and pursue it. And Peter echoes that line in his letter that ended up in the New Testament. He quotes that ancient psalm and says, Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I think being a peacemaker or a peace advocate or a peace builder or a seeker of peace, a pursuer of peace, requires a whole lot of work and commitment and training. It's not being passive. So how can we incorporate all of this peace work into everything we do? Advocating for peace doesn't have to be this totally separate part of our lives that we go do this peace workshop or we go on this peacemaking trip or we spend a summer talking about peace, but maybe it could be the way we do everything. The way we play games with kids or the way we engage that boring conflict that always comes up with that one relative or one friend or the way we choose to interact with strangers, or how we choose our summer job. Peacemaking, peace advocacy, peace building, it's not this separate part of our lives, it's the way of living all of life. I'm grateful to Laura and Kiana for talking about their experiences on the peace team, on how they explored and experienced what it means to be brethren in so many different places, and how advocating for peace is actually pretty fun and creative and challenging. And I hope, Dunker Punks, that you found some of that creative challenge as well. The Dunker Punks podcast is produced by a host of people who are committed to following in the peaceful, simple, communal, radical way of Jesus. Suzanne Lay is our awesome executive producer. I'm Dana Cassell, your host for this episode, and our audio was edited by Kevin Schatz. If you want to be more involved with the Dunker Punks podcast, there are a ton of ways, and we would love for you to join us. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can share your favorite episode on social media. You can recommend us to a friend. We're also looking for folks who might want to help us out with some social media shareables, some graphics, and we're still looking to hire a paid intern. You can see our website for more info on all of that. You can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. Find us on social media at Dunker Punks Podcast and look up all our old archived episodes at arlingtoncob.org 
slash DPP. Take care, Dunker Punks, and be courageous and bold in your advocacy for peace. I just want to be me.